Welcome to What Were You Thinking, the podcast that goes beyond the pages of the books we love. I'm your host, Dana Goldstein, and I invite you to join me as we ask authors to share the story behind their stories. Today, I have a special episode for you. It is a solo episode, so I can introduce myself to all of the listeners. I'll be completely candid here. I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm working through it. I'm figuring stuff out, and I'm really driven to keep bringing you some entertaining interviews with the authors that we love. Hey, everybody, it's Dana Goldstein here, and I'm doing a solo episode today because I feel like I need to introduce myself to all of the listeners. Here's the lowdown on what you need to know about me. I have been a writer for most of my professional life, aside from a couple of breaks when either A, the market crashed, or B, I decided to do something else for a while and had a couple of babies and got married not necessarily in that order. I was a reporter for some community papers, and then I was a reporter for some city newspapers. I've worked in film, and I've worked on documentaries. I started a video production company back in 2013, and I've been doing that mostly full-time since then. Ever since I was a kid, I've had this dream that I would write like the big novel. And I've tried. I tried when I was, I tried when I was in grade school. I tried when I was in high school. But of course, you don't have the maturity or the language to know how to write a complete novel from start to finish. And now here we are, 2021. I still don't have a published novel, but I do have two published memoirs. It turns out I have this innate ability to tell the stories of my life with humor and compassion, and I'm not afraid to share anything. So my first memoir I published in 2018, it's called The Girl in the Gold Bikini, and the subtitle is My turbulent journey through food and family. It was really well received. A lot of women really connected with this book because I talk about, you know, being put on my first diet at 10 years old. And I talk about family gatherings and how food was a really big deal. And I talk about uh, a sandwich in Italy that I still get emotional about when I think about it or talk about it. It's just an examination on my relationship with food. And when I started to write the book, I thought, oh, this is great. It's going to be good therapy. I'm going to lose a ton of weight because I'm going to get all my angst and anger and pain out onto the page. But that's actually not what happened. So <laughs> I gained 13 pounds right off the start and held on to that 13 pounds. And instead of obsessing about the number on the scale, I just bought bigger pants because I needed to continue writing. This book was a very rewarding experience for me. I decided right from the very start that I was going to self-publish The Girl in the Gold Bikini, not because I didn't think it was good enough to be traditionally published, but I wanted my story out there and I was honestly too lazy to start querying or trying to find an agent and playing that publishing waiting game. And I can say that because right now, as of today, and it is today, June 9th, 2021, I am hardcore into the traditional publishing game. I have written a middle grade novel. I've actually written two. And I'm one of the lucky people who found an agent quite early, but we have been shopping for a publisher for two years. This is not easy. This is not a journey for the faint of heart. 
It is an emotional roller coaster and it's a whole lot of hurry up and wait. And just this week, I got two emails from my agent with two publishers taking a pass on on my middle grade book. It's hard to take and it makes you question whether you are a talented writer or a hack. It makes you wonder if you should just throw in the towel. It makes you question everything you thought you knew about what you wanted to do for the rest of your life. But here's the other part of it. I've self-published twice now, and I know that is a road that I can go down and my agent is fully behind me. And we've had the conversation where she said, when I feel we've exhausted all the avenues, that's when I will tell you to go ahead and self-publish because you are very good at that. And that's just a really nice thing to hear. So my second memoir, which I published in February of 2021, is called Murder on My Mind, A Memoir of Menopause. Needs no further explanation. It is a very candid look at what I experienced over seven years from perimenopause to postmenopause. I am fully postmenopausal now and have been for a number of years, but I felt driven to write this book because nobody talks about menopause openly and honestly. There are books out there that will tell you, you know, what kind of exercises to do and what your diet should be like and how to manage with the hot flashes, but nobody tells you what a hot flash feels like. And in case you were wondering, a hot flash feels like you are liquefying from the inside out. I have never experienced anything so uncomfortable in my whole life and I've pushed two babies out of my vag. So it was important to me to tell the stories of my experience of what I was feeling and what I was thinking and what what, what I was experiencing day to day or month to month or year to year. Menopause is a crazy journey and it's not something that's talked about openly amongst our friends. That's changing and I'm really happy that that's changing. There are more books coming out on the market that are very candid about menopause and what the experience is like. I'm not a medical doctor, I need to say that, but I am a storyteller so I can easily take what I was experiencing and put that into words so that women could understand what is coming or what they were going through. What's really gratifying as a self-published author is to get emails from strangers who have read your books and have really connected with them and they tell you their own stories of their experiences through life, through food and family and menopause and anything else that happens to be on their mind. It's something that I sit in gratitude with every single day. Whether I get a message or an email or not, I think of all the women out there who have read my memoirs and maybe have felt a change in their own life or felt that they weren't so alone or felt that they had an ally that had experienced some of these same things. I invite you to check out my books, The Girl in the Gold Bikini or Murder on My Mind, wherever books are sold. Congratulations, you stuck around till almost seven minutes into this solo podcast. And now I'm going to reward you with some weird shit you need to know about me. One of the things I ask during the interviews with authors for the podcast is, tell me one thing or tell me something not a lot of people know about you. So of course, I need to answer that question, but I'm going to give you a few interesting details that are kind of weird about me. Top of the list (laughs) would be that I actually like going to the dentist. Yep, 
I said it. I don't mind it. I find it very relaxing. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. And I find the, the, you know, getting my teeth cleaned very gratifying. I recognize that it's completely weird. And I'm okay with that. Another interesting fact is I love pens. Once upon a time when I was younger and single, and didn't have a mortgage and kids and big obligations, I had me and rent, I used to collect pens. And not just like fancy pens, but free pens. I've had the same pen in my possession since, gosh, 1996, maybe 96 or 98, somewhere around there. It's a Lamy pen. It's from Germany. It's a rollerball pen and you have to get refills. And part of the reason I've had it for so long and have not yet lost it is because it was really hard to get refills and I put it in a drawer. It was my writing pen. It was my special writing pen. And I put it in a drawer and forgot about it for years until I started writing again. And then I thought, I'm going to bring out my Lamy pen. I'm going to find a shop locally that sells the refills or hit up, you know, the big shopping online marketplace. And uh, I've now burned through two refills because I'm doing a lot of handwriting. I can talk about that too. Every now and again, I like to handwrite what I'm working on. It helps slow down my brain versus typing on the keyboard. What else can I tell you about myself? I'm married. I have two teenage boys who alternately think I'm the coolest thing and the most embarrassing thing on the planet. We have a nine-year-old dog. She is a cross between a lab and a Carillion bear dog. You're going to have to Google that. She's a wonderful dog, highly intelligent, very good with people, not so great with other dogs all the time. She's become a crotchety old lady. And I guess I should mention her name is Moon. I'm going to shift gears here for a little bit and do some navel gazing. I'm not really good at that. I guess it would be a good idea to explain why I started this podcast. I felt like I needed to just speak to some of my fellow authors. I wanted to get inside their heads to find out how they built their worlds, how they came up with their characters. I just thought if I could have a place to talk to other authors, published authors, then I would be able to become a better writer myself. That was my initial thought, you know, and I always wonder when we write our stories, where the origin of that story is. What was that idea that made us think, what if, and then we wrote a novel about it. I wanted this podcast to be a vehicle for other authors to share their books, but I also wanted it to be a place where readers could come and listen to the authors and find out a little bit more about them and who they are and what drives them and what their process is like and what kind of challenges they face. So I'm not really asking deep probing questions. I'm just trying to have a conversation like we would be friends having a cup of coffee. While I have your attention, I want to talk about book reviews for a bit. I'm a massive Goodreads user, not just as an author, but as a reader as well. Okay, I can't be the only one who does this. You gotta, you, you gotta give me some leeway here. When I'm reading a book, and I'm about 30 to 50 pages in, and I'm just not feeling the love, I'll head over to Goodreads to see what the reviews are like. It's like I'm looking for 
validation for not enjoying the book. I don't know why I do this. I never used to do this. I used to be a book buyer for a major book retailer. And I had so many advanced reader copies come across my desk that you had 30 pages. That was my hard and fast rule. You had 30 pages to grab my attention before I moved on to the next one. But now that it's on my dime and at my own leisure, I will give a book a little bit more of a chance. Back then when I was a book buyer, I didn't have that luxury. I had to make a decision on whether we were going to buy this book in mass quantities or whether we were going to take a pass. But I I find that I go to Goodreads to see what other people have said because I want to know if it's worth pushing forward because there are some books out there that you start and they're not great and you kind of you're not connecting with the story or the character's not really credible at the beginning. But then 100 pages in, it gets really good. That happens from time to time. So I head over to Goodreads just to get that, just to see if it's worth going on with the book. You do that too, right? It's not just me. Can't be just me. Thanks for indulging me with your time for this solo episode. You can find me on social media. uh, uh, I'm on Twitter at Dana G. Writes. I'm on Instagram at Digital Shoebox Media. Digital Shoebox is my uh, content creation company. And you can find me on Facebook at author Dana Goldstein. Thanks again for your time. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I've got a whole list of authors already lined up, interviews booked right into August, and uh, I'm going to do my best to help them share their stories. Thanks for listening.